Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People who live by Rotary's motto of service above self. And today our special guest is fellow Rotarian Charles Goldberg Esquire. Charlie, talking about his experiences of teaching law internationally and other adventures abroad. So welcome to Radio Rotary, Charlie. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. All the way up from White Plains. Well, Charlie Goldberger, welcome to Radio Rotary. And uh, coming from to our Beacon Studios from White Plains isn't a big deal for someone who has been around the world. How many different countries have you visited? I've been over 75 countries. Wow. You must have like a 12-volume passport. <laughs> I've, I've gone through several passports. So why do you have this wanderlust? Why do you uh, want to... Is it part of your business as an attorney? Well, first started as, as a young person. My, my folks did a lot of traveling, and they took me with them, and I got... How lucky for you. I was very lucky. Uh, but this, uh, this adventure with uh, teaching has uh, come up really in the last five years since I was able to slow down my practice a little bit. So, well, but you were a practicing attorney, correct? And then with a practice, and you, you how did you get into going from, because you were a litigator, correct? Yes. A lit- to, from litigation into teaching. Well, we well, have to explain what a litigator is. A litigator is what we used to call in Brooklyn a trial lawyer. Okay. Like, you know, a Perry trial, Mason and Spoken like objection. a true lawyer. No, Charlie, tough. I have to tell you, this is plot again in my lawyers. life. because I'm so, lawyers. I don't, I don't dislike them. I'm just saying that they're everywhere in my life. At every twist and turn, he who sits across the mic from me, for example, and he loves it when he has a, a fellow... Um, barrister. Barrister in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, welcome. We're teasing you. That's fine. And that's not fair. You just met us. <laughs> not, a pro- not a problem. I've, I've been teased by experts. And they, and not call, only, they call themselves judges. Oh, not oh they're all ba-dum-bum. <laughs> not only is Charlie a, a prominent uh, attorney, but he is a uh, very active Rotarian. And he's going to tell us a little bit about um, himself and about his travels around the world and visiting uh, ro- Rotary clubs around the world. His and also, pen is bigger than yours. Uh, yes, Jonah. that's true. He's got, got a, a fancy, fancy rotary pin. He's got a diamond in the middle. So tell us, Charlie Goldberg. Which he wears with pride. Absolutely. But don't let us put words in your mouth, Charlie. <laughs> in the few moments we have left in the interview. <laughs> it's been nice talking we'll to you, let, folks. We'll let our guest. <laughs> Any other questions? In on the mic. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Charlie, tell us a little bit about uh, your own background. Um, what kind of law do you practice? I've been practicing law in White Plains since 1964. For the last uh, almost 30 years, uh, we've been with, I've been with the firm of McCullough, Goldberger, and Stout in White mm-hmm. Plains, and I've been the partner responsible for the litigation in the firm. Right. Uh, the last five years, I have uh, retired as partner and become counsel to the firm, which has given me the opportunity to do uh, even more traveling than I've done before. And even more for Rotary. And what Rotary Club do you belong to? belong to the White Plains Rotary Club since 1974. And you're a past well, president. Past president and, and uh, currently a director for, I think, my third time around as a director. That's quite a track record. That's why his pin's so big. That's right. That's right. I'm Jonah. And that's why his smile's so big, because he knows about the, the, the pleasure and joy of Rotary, and we'll talk more about that in just a second. So you were telling us that you started your wanderlust around the world with your folks. Yes. And um, uh, at what age did you start traveling around the world? I was in Cuba, for example, when I was probably eight or nine years old. Uh, Long before Castro, during the Batista era. Right. And it was beautiful, 50s. wasn't it? It was a I beautiful, a beautiful yeah. country. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 
uh, I'm anxious someday to go back I, there. I was going to ask, have you been back? I have I, not. I don't want to get too off track here, but I will share with you my daughter's godfather is from Cuba, and his family literally fled in the middle of the night. Sure. And he has been back, and it was a big old deal for him, to get him back into the country. Professionally, he went back. At any rate, um, I've seen pictures and heard so many stories um, of the beauty and the culture and the warmth. It's all true. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, you started out with comparison to, but where are some other countries that you'd visited as a young person? Uh, as a young person throughout the Caribbean, uh, South America, uh, I uh, then st- started going to Europe uh, when I was just admitted to practice uh, and uh, have gone through all of Europe. Uh, went to Asia uh, the f- first time on a bike trip through China. Wow. Uh, the second time for the Rotary International Convention in Osaka, which is probably about six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, we took five weeks and, and went to travel through a good deal of Southeast Asia. So you took advantage of the trip abroad. Yes. Now, where do you have a favorite place? I really don't. Besides Beacon. <laughs> besides Beacon and the, the drive up here. Uh, Every every country I've been to has a little something different to offer, so I, I'd be hard put to find something that uh, stands out. Now, Charlie Goldberg, besides being a prominent attorney in White Plains, you teach something called European law. Tell us a little bit about that. It's actually it's actually U.S. law taught at European law schools. And did did you get interested in this because of your travels or the other way around? Uh, what happened was I got a a blind email probably six years ago through the ABA, American Bar Association, right. would I be interested in joining a program for senior lawyers uh, teaching in Europe, Eastern Europe? And I, I was very interested because I had done so much traveling. Oh, this is Eastern Europe. This is behind what Churchill called the, the Iron old, Curtain. The, the old, old Iron Curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, from Stetson to Trieste, if you remember. Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, so I applied. It sounded like something that would be interesting and challenging. And uh, I had an interview actually in in Boston uh, and uh, was accepted in the program and went to uh, uh, Austria for a training program, uh, Salzburg. Uh, It's run by an organization called the Center for International Legal Studies, which does Mm -hmm. all sorts of different things. And this is just one facet. And they're located in Austria. So I went to that for a week. And then my first assignment after that was to teach in Tallinn, Estonia. And I was there for 10 weeks. And, uh, oh, so this is not a little bit of time. That this was is, the longest. It's not a little bit of time, but that's that was almost, the That's like a trimester or yes. something, I mean, in translate into our uh, yes, academia. Is. Yes. And uh, uh, while I was there, I became active in the Talon Rotary Club, which is what I, what I always do. When I'm in a foreign country, the first thing I do is... Seek out a Rotary Club. Seek out a Rotary Club. And we'll remind our listeners that Rotary International is just that, that it is a global organization. And there are how many clubs globally, Jonah? A lot. (laughs) It's like 36,000. 32,000. Thank you. Betty Renner says 32,000, and she's the boss. She knows everything. In well over 100 countries. And apparently Charlie has been to almost all of them. (laughs) We should have... Charlie has been almost all of I actually made some notes. I've been to Rotary clubs in 24 foreign countries. My goodness. And uh, it's been Now, did you did you call ahead? Or did you just walk in the door? How 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 what's your MO when you if, when you go traveling? If you go online to the Rotary site, you can uh, plug into any city in the world and find out where the club is and when they meet. 
and then usually I just show up. Occasionally you get disappointed because it, right. the information is old or something's happened, but almost uh, never do I have a problem. And there's always a meal involved, uh, nine times out of ten. Almost always there's a meal involved. The, the food some, is very big some, to Sometimes, in, in some countries, it's like a little snack. And in some countries, I'll never forget, we went to the Rotary Club in Madrid, Spain for a luncheon, and it was two hours and a little, <laughs> a little, about three drinks before dinner, Everybody sits around smoking uh, after dinner. It, it, it's, an, it's an adventure because in Spain, people take that much time for their... Uh... Note to self, hit the Madrid Rotary Club <laughs> oh, it's, it's when a, I'm in Europe It's in a wonderful November. club. Well, let me share with you, Charlie. Have you ever been to the Edinburgh Club? Uh, no, I have been to clubs in Scotland, but well, not to Edinburgh. Uh, in, in the Edinburgh Club, um, they have a two-tier dais, right? And they have a, a, a person in a big red uniform who bangs a, 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 a mace. You mean a costume. And, right. And, it looks and like, sounds like, like wardrobe. It looks like the beef eater person off the gin bottle. Yes. Bang, bang, and calls everyone to order and, and says, pray silence for the president. And the president's got a big golden chain around him. And it was a lo- lovely meal, as you said, you know, like a two-hour lunch, very nice in a fancy hotel. And then the, the a fellow who was the president came up to me and says, will you be here next week? And I said, no, my wife and I are attending a, a wedding in London. I can't be here next week for the next meeting. This is too bad. Our patron, the Duke of Edinburgh, will be here, which is like Mr. King, Mr. <laughs> Queen, you know, the Queen's husband. Yeah. And we needed to give your name to Scotland Yard to be investigated. So it was, it's quite something. But Charlie Goldberger, prominent attorney and uh, active Rotarian, uh, you were telling us a little bit about your teaching in, in European countries. What is the idea be- behind teaching American law to Europeans? Are we trying to convince them to adopt our constitutional form of, of government, to adopt our, our freedom and democracy? That's not exactly, but it's but it's close. Yeah. Uh, the theory being that in most of these countries, the iron con- countries, their law system is still evolving from the communist system into a democratic system. And what they want to do is they want to uh, look at what we have to offer and take what they like and discard what they don't like. So uh, we have uh, been very, very successful. Last year, there were more than 100 lawyers in this program who went to different law schools in Eastern Europe. Uh, and it, it's been growing uh, ever since. I How teach- do you find, well, in the, when, we don't have a lot of time in this segment, but one thing I want to leap to, and you need to remember this, John, okay, yes, ma'am. is um, how do their law schools compare to our law schools, our you know what? We'll find system. out about that in just a minute. But let, first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio and around the world, including places Charlie has visited by podcast and on iTunes at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebowasser. My co-host is the effervescent Sarah O'Connell. And our very special guest is attorney Charlie Goldberger, who's telling us about his adventures around the world. And Sarah, tell us, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is brought to us by Rotary District 7210 and Rotary International, along with the Rotary Clubs of Arlington, Brewster, Cairo, Chester, Congress Valley Cottage, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, Kingston Sunrise, and Millbrook. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in Motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. 
Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. What would you do if a friend, coworker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V dot com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I am joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser, and today we're talking to our fellow Rotarian, Charles Goldberger Esquire, and for our listening audience, both Jonah and Charlie are attorneys. Prominent attorneys. Prominent, prominent. attorneys. Very beloved beloved attorneys. Beloved attorneys. And they're they're actually exemplary, both of them exemplary. Right. All kidding aside, Rotarians. And I'm Thank I'm you. very honored to be here discussing um, Charlie's background, his career, and some of his passions. He has um, turned uh, his knowledge and his expertise from practicing law and being a litigator into world travel and teaching internationally um, in uh, European, mostly Eastern European. It sounds yes. like law schools. And before the break, we were we were about to leap into, and we ran out of time. It's just so fascinating that Jonah and I keep we have to stay on schedule here, but we. Are just so drawn into this topic. What is? What are some of the differences between our law schools, our philosophies, and specifically Eastern European schools and philosophies? Because their their whole gestalt was so counter to the uh, to us as Americans, um, and having the Iron Curtain the. Uh, come down and they're they're really starting to build their sociology um, and all their their whole lives basically in in a decade it's it's a decade old yes uh, first of all the uh, students are generally a little younger because they don't go to a four-year college uh, before they go to law school as, well, that, as that used to be the country. case here in the United States right. you didn't have to go to right. college first before law school and in fact um, you didn't have to go to law school actually. you didn't have to go to law school you could clerk the fact is what'd you do mail away for your certificate no 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 no. like, like Lincoln no. okay <laughs> here you're a lawyer on a cocktail if you can, draw, if you can draw the scales of justice you too could be a lawyer <laughs> no right. in the old days uh, and in fact there's a very prominent attorney in Ulster County, who is the last attorney who ever clerked um, for an, an older attorney and got his law license the same way Abraham Lincoln did. Lincoln didn't go to law school. He clerked for a, a senior lawyer and learned the ropes uh, right there in the office. 
Well, how about that? They don't, they don't let us do that anymore. Well, that's not the way it is now. No. Hence, Charlie is uh, spreading the word right. of our legal system and procedures, protocols, philosophies globally. So, right. so let's saying, get back Charlie. to that. So the, the law schools and the students generally uh, want to learn as much as they can about American law and Western law because uh, they were under the yoke of communism for so many years. Uh, and uh, we're very well liked. Uh, it's nice to be well liked in some parts of the world. Absolutely. I have to say, that's in a bit Eastern surprising, Europe, really. We are very well liked because uh, my li- one of my most recent assignments was in Poland, and we're viewed as the prime mover of uh, getting Poland free of the Russian domination. And the same thing was true in Estonia. So they're very pro American, generally speaking. Now, Charlie, what about uh, language difficulties? Do they speak enough English, or do you speak enough Polish to get across? I speak no Polish. Uh, and uh, they do speak English. I find in Eastern Europe, anybody under 30, for sure, is going to be speak English quite well. It's, do they do they learn it in school? They That's learn it in school. They start teaching it young. It's become the language of commerce. It, it's replaced French to a large extent in a lot of the countries. The only place where I taught where that was not the case was Romania. In Bucharest, I had an older class, mm-hmm. and I had to use an interpreter. But in the other countries I've taught, English was quite good. You have to be careful with some of the idioms and some things like that, but generally quite good. So give us a capsule idea of what you teach uh, behind the Iron Curtain as far as American law and constitution is concerned. My area is litigation arbitration because that's what I've done for 45 years uh, here in, in the States. Uh, and I start off with how our system works, how our court system is structured, both federal and state. Uh, and then I get on to our procedure, uh, our uh, guides, both federal and state uh, procedural systems. Uh, and then what I generally do is I tell them about some of the cases that I have tried. And I start with the day the client walks into the office and, and, and I talk about things that they're really not focused on. Like the, one of the first things you want to make sure is that a, a client can afford what he wants you to do. Uh, and then I take them through uh, pleadings, discovery, trial, appeal. And we spend uh, several classes just going through the system. Uh, and I try and have a little mock jury with the students uh, and uh, get some of the students to be witnesses as, as a moot court might do uh, here here in the States. And uh, we go through the whole program. And for ar- the arbitration portion, it's very similar. Uh, I take them through the rules of uh, the American Arbitration Association, which is what I've been connected with for years. And uh, we go through the whole program. And uh, generally speaking, it's very favorably received by the students. I've been very pleased with uh, the reaction. Do you ever have any students get up and say, well, that's all very good with the American system, but our system has a different philosophy and try to convince you that their system is better than ours or we should adopt some aspects of their system? Like some of these countries have what we call, what you and I would call the inquisitorial system, where the the judge acts as exactly. prosecutor. Surely and judge. there must be some principles that that would be beneficial to us. Uh, I, many of the countries that I've taught in do use the the system that you've described, and uh, they're very uh, lack. They have a great lack of knowledge about our civil jury system because most of the countries do not have a civil jury system, and. Uh, some of the more sophisticated, knowledgeable students uh, ask me about uh, the uh, 
uh, runaway juries, uh, the verdicts that are, uh, they talk about, the McDonald's case, which uh, I don't know if you're familiar well, with. Well, why don't we, why don't we share that with our a, listening a, 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 audience? Explain for us what a run, runaway, ju- runaway jury is. Well, they, they don't get up off their seats and run out the door. Well, no. So, sometimes when I address them, they do, but not often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, by runaway jury, I meant uh, verdicts that some people feel are quite excessive. Uh, and uh, not warranted by the injuries or the damages in the case. And in certain particular areas, such as uh, Kings County and Bronx County in New York, Mm -hmm. they're known as very favorable areas for plaintiffs' lawyers and because the juries uh, go over and above what they some people think they should. They like to be generous with the insurance company's money. Exactly, exactly. And I, at this, in this discussion, I'm not going to take a position pro or con. That's a whole nother show. That's, that's, oh, yeah. that's two shows. Okay. Uh, but, but it's interesting, the McDonald's case, and I won't go into the details, but it involved a, a cup of coffee that mm-hmm. a woman spilled in her lap and, and, and then sued, and there were large damages that were awarded. And, and many of the students were familiar with that case because it got such worldwide notoriety. Right, it had international press. Well, that's why if you look at coffee, Coffee cups today, like you go to a, mm-hmm. a McDonald's or any restaurant that has coffee to go, the couple say, caution, contents are hot. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I had to defend our system to that extent uh, and uh, defend. I, I told them some of the verdicts that I obtained in some of the cases that I took them through. And they were, of course, astounded uh, because uh, they were far and above what would ever occur at this time in Eastern Europe. Well, what about the rights, the, the difference in the rights perhaps that uh, criminal defendants might enjoy in the American system versus the Eastern continental system? We have this, this vision of from the old 1950s black and white pictures like the third man and, you know, uh, I well, was a spy Well, maybe you do. I'm FBI. too young. Uh, well, you... you don't remember anything except color television, I know. But Charlie and I remember the golden days of radio adventure. Exactly. But anyway, uh, you know, this, this idea of behind the Iron Curtain, nobody has any rights, and they get thrown into a dungeon. Uh, did you get into the discussion about uh, the difference in the criminal justice systems? The, the only discussion in that area was not their existing systems when I was teaching. They, they referred to how it was when the Russian system was uh, in vogue yeah. and when uh, everybody had to do it the, the, the Russian way. Now, uh, Estonians were particularly anti-Russian. This was that first teaching assignment and uh, uh, they <laughs> looked uh, on our system as a hundred times better than, than the Russian system. Uh, none of the countries that I taught in had uh, the draconian type of system today right, right. Uh, that that used to exist that used to exist they were all moving wiped out wiped out and moving towards a, a constitution a liberal constitution and guarantees and to, to criminal defendants similar to what we have not exactly the fascinating same fascinating because you're there right now while this is all kind of unfolding the whole thing is evolving yes oh fascinating let's switch hats for a second and talk rotary okay. you're a member of which club White Plains Club. And but you sound the, like you're from New York originally. I was May I ask? B- born and brought up in New York City. Uh, because you don't have an my accent. My first passport was to come to Westchester. The only from person, New York City. no accent there. The only person no in this accent room like Jonah has an accent is you, darling, from New Orleans, y'all. <laughs> it's New Orleans. I don't have any kind of New York accent. It, but we're talking about Rotary and the White Plains Rotary Club, where Charlie belongs. When does it meet? We meet on Tuesdays at the Crown Plaza at twelve fifteen. And uh, in White Plains, in White Plains, in the middle of town, basically, and, uh, it's right downtown. You want to invite all uh, fifty thousand of our listeners uh, we would to lunch at your expense? At my expense. We'd love to have you come because you'd get a very small meal at my expense. But uh, uh, we have uh, about 120 active members right now. 
And uh, that's we, the largest club I think yeah, we've ever had represented here at Radio Rotary. And if you're not in the White Plains area, but you'd like to join the fun of Rotary or visit a Rotary Club anywhere around the world, how would you find that out? You'd Jonah? go to Rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the club locator button. Type in the name of the area where your hometown is or where you're visiting, and join Rotary for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, depending on what the club does, and enjoy the fellowship and enjoy the fun. And um, Charlie, what's the best experience you ever had in Rotary in the 30 seconds we have uh, left? I think uh, going to Ecuador with four or five White Plains Rotarians, we had given them money to build a school. And they invited us down for the opening uh, uh, of the school, and it was exciting. They had a band meet us at the tarmac when we landed at the airport, and and then took us through uh, the government uh, offices, and everybody was pleased and delighted to see us and treated us like we were kings. And the students put on a show for us uh, at the school, and we know we did that. We we built that school. That's so. what it always all about. Charlie Goldberger. Law educator, attorney, and Rotarian, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. And tell us, Sarah, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Newburgh, New Paltz, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Port Jervis, Poughkeepsie, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio.